Hello and welcome back to Beyond Boards, a podcast dedicated to the actions and interests of skaters beyond skateboarding. My guest today is a talented skateboarder and photographer from Sweden. Sarah Merl grew up right next to Malmö and was one of the very first students to attend Brigariet's gymnasium when it opened its doors in 2006. Since then she has traveled all around the globe to skate and shoot photos with the help of her sponsors. After spending a few years in Gothenburg to study photography, Sarah recently moved back to Malmö and started skating with the Weekend Crew, among other exciting projects. So here's my conversation with Sarah Merle. I hope you'll enjoy it. Again, thank you for uh, chatting with me for a little bit. I won't take too much of your time. But uh, yeah, I'm a big, big fan, obviously, and uh, I'm super stoked also to uh, speak with a former student of Brigariets. I had uh, John on the show uh, a few months ago, and then I had Danielle Stankovic. And, uh, nice, yeah, I heard their interviews. <laughs> oh, cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot of fun talking with them, and I was super stoked to uh, have someone else from that whole Malmö area. So yeah, so thanks again. So usually I start these conversations just by the guest, you know, introducing himself or herself. So yeah, if you can just tell me a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, how you started skating. And I know that you went to Brigariets and you were among the very first students, I think, to attend yes. the, the, um, the high school. So, uh, but take me a little bit behind the scenes uh, and how, how you found a skateboard uh, before that, maybe. Yeah, like further back. Yeah, I'm, I'm born uh, outside of Malmo, like 30 minutes away, basically maybe actually 40 minutes away by car. It's called Blentarp. It's a tiny village and my parents lived outside of that village. Mm -hmm. But I was very active, like I was playing soccer, I was playing tennis, I was doing all these things. And I had two, two older brothers um, mm -hmm. that I really looked up to. And I think I naturally, when I saw skateboarding, At my school where I was going to when I was around 12, 13, I found that very intriguing. And I was like, I really wanted to try it. But I was at the same time a little bit like, didn't really know which way to go at it and like mm -hmm. who to ask or who to skate with. It was a bit scary, but... Did your brothers skate at that time or...? No, it was uh, like one of them's five years older and one of them is nine years older. Oh, okay. And so it was skating was more through my school, like where I went to school. Okay. And that was just some guys in my class and like the one year older. So that was from them more. And uh, I asked a friend of mine from my class, like another girl, if she wanted to start. And mm -hmm. she kind of like secretly had the same idea as me. But then we started talking about it and we got these like really cheap boards from, um, you know, like the local uh, Skate sports shop. store. Oh, no, yeah, not yeah. skate shop. Not even a skate like, shop yet. Yeah, like right. Okay. 20 euros kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then I, like, I got really hooked. And this was, yeah, like when I was 12, 13. Okay. And I became kind of obsessed with it. And uh, we started skating with these guys that were in my school. Mm -hmm. And then eventually she stopped, like after maybe six months or something. And then I continued. And um, we had this little crew who would go from our small town to Malmo to skate. Right. So we would go to the indoor skate park in the winters. and The Brigariets uh, skate park? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So okay. I started going there already, like, at 13. Started hanging out around there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. And, like, skating. And then I think, um, like, when I had been skating for, like, a year or so, I remember I was at this the skate shop, Street Lab, the local one in Malmo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Daniel was working there. Yeah, I remember he told me about that skate shop, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, uh, one day I came in there and he was like, Sir, you know, because um, he'd seen me skating at the skate park, I guess. And mm -hmm. he was like, we want to sponsor you. We want to give you like a like a B sponsorship. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I, I got hooked up like uh, by them when I was 14. Awesome. Which was really nice. Yeah, especially two years after you started, right? So that's super early. Yeah, even like, like one year or something. I don't even know. Damn. Yeah, that's very great. early and it felt like very welcoming. Also, since I was like from out of, out of town, that kind of made me feel more welcome in Mama. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Were there a lot of girls skating uh, around that whole crew, basically, or, or was it mostly boys? Like the crew that I had uh, first from my small town, it was just me that was the girl. Okay. Just boys. But then, and those that was the crew that I was most comfortable with. Like, those were my friends who I was always skating with. Mm -hmm. But then um, they used to have, already back then, like, they had um, girls' skate nights on Mondays. Mm -hmm. And I remember... At first, I was like scared to go to them because I didn't know anyone there, and I yeah. went on the regular days because that's when my, my other friends would go. Okay. Like I would go on the Saturdays because that's when my friends from back home went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I see. But then I like I started going there on Mondays too, and then I found some female f skater friends there, and uh, it was really like small back then, like few few people, maybe ten per session or so, mm -hmm. and some were not really skating. Just more there for the social aspect of it, which is cool too. Sure. But I remember I would go there, but it wasn't like... It was, it was a really nice space to go and you had the whole almost... It felt like you had the whole course to yourself, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And then Brigitte is so nice because you have these uh, this cafe upstairs where you can go and chat and have coffee. And, but uh, yeah, that's basically how like I... That would be in the winter times we would skate there. And then the, in the summer times we would skate uh, all these small cities around where i'm from mm -hmm. you know take the bus to another small town and skate all the street spots we could find around and made little videos with cool. our crew and uh i also actually had this because um, i'm from a house that's like from it's in the country so it's like almost like a farmhouse but there's no animals okay uh, so it's a dirt road leading up to it and uh can't really skate on that i guess yeah <laughs> no so uh one day me and my friend we like we basically emptied out the attic or put everything in the attic like to the sides oh yeah so you could have some some flat ground yeah like my dad didn't even know but we just <laughs> like cleared it out okay. and then uh when he came home he was like what have you done <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going okay. on <laughs> uh, and i said well it's not being used anyway like we can do this and then uh, and it, like eventually he started helping me with it and okay we built a little quarter pipe that i would skate up there oh nice uh, cool. so i would be be there in the evenings just trying to learn like kickflips and stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool and so, so you mentioned the the skate shop uh that sponsored you at was that your very first sponsor uh yeah okay and i, I saw that she wrote for uh, this company uh, um i wrote down the name i i I had heard of it, but I hadn't seen the name in a long time. It's called uh, Bellows. Is that Bellows, it? yeah. Bellows, yeah. Uh, was yeah, that one exactly. of your first sponsors as well? Yeah, it was actually my second board sponsor. Like, first, I was sponsored by, kind of through the skate shop, I got sponsored by Etnies and also this company called River Farm. It feels like almost all the Swedish skaters have at some point been on River Farm. <laughs> okay. Uh, at least a lot of people that I know have gone like through there. Okay. And they, they, they stopped doing boards like quite a long time ago. It was a, bo a board brand, a Swedish board brand or? Yeah, it's called uh, River Farm Skateboards. Okay. Uh, I've never heard of it. Okay. Like for example, yeah, when I was like 16, me and uh, Philip, who's also on weekend skateboards now, Philip Almquist, he was also on River Farm. He was like 14 and I was like 16 or something. Okay. So... It's been a long time. But yeah, it was River Farm. And then I think around when I was 17, I started skating for Bellows Skateboards. Okay. And also switched over to Vans. Okay, Vans was before... Uh, and then you went to Nike, right, eventually? Or was that a, few, a, a bit later, maybe? I was way later. But, like, I think I skated for... I mean, I'm 32 now, so I think I skated for Vans until I was, like, 25-ish. Yeah. I thought you had been skating for Nike for like 10 years or something. It's so, but it's been, uh, what, seven years? Something like that? Yeah, seven years. Yeah, so it's almost. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a decent amount of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was, uh, Bellows is like a Stockholm based company. Right, yeah. And um, yeah, it was during the time that I went to the high school as well. Like, I obviously went there from when I was uh, 16 till 19. And, and actually, uh, to, um, to bring it to, to uh, Brigerietz, uh, how did you hear about the program and how did you um, get, get into the program, basically? Yeah, I remember we had this like days at uh, school when you were talking about, like, well, where do you want to go to high school? And mm -hmm. 
you had these chats with like uh, some kind of uh, advisor from another school trying to lead you in the right path. But I obviously I already knew about Brigitte because I was there every Saturday or whatever. Right, right, yeah. And um, for me, just I thought about other schools too, but it was pretty obvious. Also, that they opened the same year that I was supposed to start high school. It just felt like yeah, st- stars aligned. Huh. Yeah, and also that I'm kind of when you're from where I, I was from, you either go to Lund, Ista, or Malmo. And Ista is to me, Ista, it's further south. It's kind of like it's a bigger city, but it's still pretty small. Okay. And I was like, ah, I really don't want to go to Ista. There's nothing exciting in Ista. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mama felt like the big, big city, you know. Yeah, yeah. So for I me, see. that was way more exciting. Hmm. But um, I also was really into skateboarding, so it made a lot of sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And so, how did you uh, apply for the? Did you have to go skate uh, in front of people or something? What was the process to get en- enrolled, basically? Well, since it was the first year they opened it, it was pretty new. There was not a lot of like, I think I'd been studying like really hard to get into like a good school or whatever I needed. Yeah. Good grades to get into. But then when I applied for Brigade, it was like, oh, it's actually really easy to come in because it's so recently opened. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. And there was no, I still don't think they do like auditions like that. I think you you're, you can come to the school and like try and skate it, but you're not going to get in like based on how good you're at skating. Yeah, it's not just about that, of course. Yeah. No, I think it's more about your grades uh, mm-hmm. nowadays too. I think they have to follow that system too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how, how did your parents react to uh, this uh, desire to go there? Because since it was a, a brand new program and especially a skateboarding high school, which was... I guess unheard of. I don't think it existed pretty much before that anywhere. So, were your parents like supportive, or were they kind of reluctant? Uh, what was their reaction, basically? Um, no, they they were actually really supportive. I think in that kind of way, they're pretty open-minded, and uh, they let me be who I wanted to be, kind of awesome. thing. Awesome. Um, <laughs> and supported me, like you know, drove me if I needed to go skate, or they tried their best. You know? <laughs> For sure. That's cool. Yeah, awesome. So, how did you enjoy those uh, three years at Brigerietz? How how was it? Uh, what memories do you keep from from your time there? And what would you say was uh, what were some of the things that you really learned from going through there? Yeah, like I mean, a lot of people have asked me like, did you learn skating at school? Like, did and that's obviously not because I was skating already for like three years before I went there. But I definitely had a lot of time to skate, and we were always at the skate park because the, the classrooms are located right next yeah, to the skate right park. Yeah, right next to it, right, yeah. So you could uh, definitely, like, you could have lunch and go skate and then you could skate a little bit after school. You had, like, a lot of time to practice, to yeah. skate. Um, but it was also really important to have John as the teacher because, I mean, he was a mentor back then, but he's, he still is and for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, think, yeah for uh, sure. He has uh, had a big impact. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really good to have him. But also that they kind of un- understood my situation a bit because I started traveling for skating already then. And um, they kind of had the the way of thinking that as long as you can kind of pass your grades, like you, it's okay, like you don't have to be here that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I started going like a lot to Barcelona to skate and to film. And I went on some different trips with Vans. And then I also kind of... In a way, maybe I, I used the system a bit because I don't think I could ever get that much time off to go. T- if I would have been going to another school, I, I don't think I would have been allowed to do what I did, kind of. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, for sure. For example, I, I we were also studying media, so it was photography or film. Okay. And um, I studied photography and uh, I also remember having like an internship of photography because we did internships at school. Okay, already. And I was wow. like, I'm going to okay. do my internship in Barcelona uh, with my friend who's a photographer there. And we also had a holiday in com- combination. So I, I stayed there for like six weeks or something. Uh, okay. And I skated. And we took some photos, but it was, it was uh, like a, <laughs> also a lot of like uh, just to skate, you know? Right, right, right. But I think for everyone, like that age, like 16, 17, 18, it's, it's such a difficult age. I don't think you... I mean, there's so much going on 
in your life that uh, yeah, yeah. being at school, it, it's always like you kind of just want to get through it. Of course, yeah, age. absolutely. And that was definitely a feeling I had too. But it, it was the best situation I could be in for my for what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we talked about that with when I interviewed John because I, mm -hmm. I went to a regular high school and I absolutely hated it. It was awful. It was just a long, boring process basically. But yeah, I guess uh, having skateboarding in the middle of it and uh, probably made it much easier and and uh, gave you something to look forward to and uh, make it uh, more acceptable to have to study maths or whatever else you needed to uh, learn about. No, it's it's rad that you got to. Uh, to go there and, and uh, especially be one of the very first students it must have been yeah qu quite an interesting experience yeah i guess i didn't even think that much of it then i mean you i didn't really know what it was going to become of it neither i was just i remember it was special because we were uh, very few students in the beginning because it was year one it was only maybe 50 students in total then like two classes right okay or maybe even 25 i can't remember but there was a few people at the school and then the second year the that first year and the second year came so it was double all of a sudden then mm -hmm. that was quite a special i guess we had we had a lot of space <laughs> yeah yeah and, and like dedicated teachers basically people, yeah they, they could really take care of you yeah yeah Yeah, you mentioned photography. Were your interests for photography, did it start in Brig at Briguerias or did, did that start a bit earlier perhaps? Or Yeah, I think basically you can say it started there. I think I, I had had cameras before that, like mm -hmm. snapshot cameras, just... But that everyone kind of had that just for memories and... Yeah, yeah. You know, but then at the school we started, yeah, like we had classes and uh, I remember also buying a digital camera and like going out with it an intention to shoot something that was that was new to me for sure right and, okay and i definitely think it sparked something in me that i just took with me from there and then it's just followed with me ever since but in different ways i think i've used photography in uh, really different ways throughout this time yeah 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 So when that interest started, did you shoot skateboarding a little bit? Or because I think that, it, at least from the work that I've seen that you've done, uh, I don't feel like skateboarding is at the center of it. It seems like you're like uh, playing with light a lot and, and doing stuff with abstract and different uh, components. But it doesn't seem like you're shooting skateboarding in, the, in a kind of a academic way. What did you like to shoot basically when you first started uh, shooting photos? Yeah, for sure. It was never really... I think we'd had some skate shooting, skate classes, or we, we tried out shooting skate photos of our friends in school, for sure. Mm -hmm. But then I think, um, yeah, I guess it didn't really attract me that much. And then I felt as when I started traveling, I started just taking more photos of capturing things that I saw outside of the actual action shots of skating. And initially... Also just for mem keeping memories, for sure. But then you become interested in all these different aspects of photography with the light and how you can tell a story. And uh, also the abstract ways. That came a little later, I think. But also one thing that I've had a lot with skating is that I've been on skate trips. Like, let's say I was on a skate trip uh, with a brand. There was always another photographer there that was shooting the skate photos. And I never wanted to, like, you know, step on their toes. Or of course. So I was like, oh, I'll just... And also, it's hard to do both. Like, you kind of need to focus on skating. Sure. If you're trying to do that. So I was kind of, like, always looking for what was outside of that. And that evolved through that, I think. But now, lately, I've been... And also, sometimes I realize, like, if I'm actually focusing on going out and shooting a skate photo, it's actually really fun. Yeah. And now, in a way, it's, it's interesting because... It's just about expanding something you know. Like now I can learn it in a new way, kind of. So I'm trying to learn it more now. Mm -hmm. But okay. I wasn't that interested in when I was 17. In all. the beginning. Yeah, yeah. I no. understand. To go back to sponsors just for a little bit. Uh, so so you, you skated for Bellows. And then uh, yeah. did you turn pro for them? Did that happen later? I'm, I'm not sure exactly at, at what point and for which company you, you turned pro. Yeah, I I skated for Bellows. They're like a Stockholm-based company. They were. Mm -hmm. So I was a lot skating there. And we mainly did like filming in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think we ever went anywhere else. But yeah, I turned pro for them, I think when I was 19, maybe like after I finished high school. Something around that time. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember, I think they made me two boards, but one of them was like this uh, sunflower board. Okay. It's like a painting of a sunflower that uh, Lobe Enerud did it. He was on the team. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did he used to skate for Antis maybe or? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah that's what I thought, yeah, yeah. So it's like a French connection, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was that was a really good experience, but then it kind of faded out the way like the with the brand i think there was really heavy on the team losing there was a guy on the team called Juan Florel okay and um, he committed suicide actually oh damn okay that affected everyone oh that, yeah that sure. were really close to him of course and also affected the team heavily yeah and then definitely. after that i could feel things kind of faded and um, eventually a lot of us kind of start doing other things or quit yeah not only because of that, I don't think, but definitely there was a shift somewhere. Mm-hmm, I see. And so wh- where did you uh, land after that? Which uh, companies were you writing after that? Because I think uh, I, you went to Poetic Collective for a little bit after that, uh, but there were probably some other brands in between. I think I quit Bellows, and then I think I was without a board sponsor for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, I was also kind of injured. Like I, I always throughout my whole skateboarding life, I've had issues with my right foot, my ankle. And this one was, uh, I was quite heavily damaged. Or... Like hurt. Yeah, yeah from hurt, this one. Yeah. Um, okay. And I had like a year, half a year there where I didn't really skate much. But then when I, and I was on a trip, I went to like Australia with some friends in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came back from there, um, this other Swedish company called Kaleidoscope. They asked me if I wanted to get some boards, and first I was a bit hesitant, but a lot of my friends were on that team, like friends from Mamo. Mm-hmm. And I said yes, and then I guess it didn't really feel like it was right for me. And then, like, really quickly, they actually made a pro board. I feel like I didn't re- really even know that it was happening. Oh, okay. So I had a, I had a board <laughs> with them. But then I quit it because I wasn't feeling it. Okay. And at the same time, I also had my friends starting a poetic collective. Right, right, yeah. Also, even like some of my friends had already left Kaleidoscope for that too. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so it was uh, this whole mess. It was I felt bound like to I, happen, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was a bit lost there and then it's like, well, this is what I should be doing. Yeah, it felt more natural to go over there. And that was really fun. It felt like we... A lot of my like old friends, not a lot of them, but like three of them at least mm-hmm. that were skating for them too since the beginning. And uh, I guess I jumped on it almost a year after they initially had started making boards, maybe something like that. But they were it wasn't really defined yet. Like it felt like it was still shaping. So that was really fun. I felt like I could be a part of creating it too. Yeah. And uh, also... Yeah, like we were like making screen print shirts like at this uh, art school I was going to for a while. And we did, I like helped out with graphics and um, and we filmed. So you were very involved in the creative side as well, not just the skating. Yeah, and that's like what I, I really liked that about it. In the beginning, it was more like that. Like it was a really good like spark, I think. We, we filmed a lot and we had a, a really nice time and we did a lot of, I feel like we did a couple of trips, like a lot around Europe. Just uh, like Berlin, Budapest, Paris. And uh, then I guess we, I skated for Poetic, I don't know how many years, up until two, maybe three years ago now. Okay. can't remember really, but I felt what I had liked about it in the beginning wasn't really there anymore. And uh, I had like this feeling that I needed to, to find some change in, in what was happening kind of and... I thought about it for a long time and it was really hard to quit actually. I didn't really know how to announce it or Yeah, or like even just talking to to my friend about it who who owns it. Like I was like <laughs> avoiding it for a while. Yeah, but it's then, like like a breakup kind of. It's difficult yeah, I'm in sure. A way, it's like a lighter breakup. But yeah. then I did and it felt like that was the right decision and it felt like I was following my feelings like what I felt was right and um sure then I was without a sponsor for like yeah up until this past summer I guess also quite a long time then not like two years yeah, basically. Um, yeah almost two years almost at least one and a half something like that and it was also s- similar thing like I was actually injured I did surgery on my ankle yeah the, the same one yeah <laughs> same oh, ankle. yeah 
It's your right foot, right? So it's your yeah. flick uh, ankle. It's my flick ankle. Well, it doesn't show in your skating, so it looks like you've done some good uh, physical therapy. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. good. I yeah. Actually, saw my physiotherapist today. Uh, oh, good. Cool. Because <laughs> uh, I have another issue now, but it's okay. It's okay. Not that bad. Yeah. Well, that's that's the perks of uh, being a pro skater, I guess. Yeah. Or an yeah. athlete of any sort, I guess. Yeah. I actually saw Oski at the same place. He was there working on his his knee. Oh yeah, he's a uh, his knee, right? Okay. So it's just a part of it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, so you went for basically two years without a board sponsor. Yeah, I think almost. Because I, I didn't really. I wanted something to happen naturally. Like I didn't want to like just hit somebody up. And then there was the pandemic at the same time, so mm-hmm. you didn't naturally just meet a lot of people or travel a lot. So there was this kind of strange break where not much happened at all. Mm-hmm. Where I did other things too, like focused on photography. And, And so recently you, you started hanging out with the weekend crew. So how did that connection happen? Was that through other skaters on the team or how did it all start? Yeah, it was. I mean, I've known uh, Alexis for a long time, Alexis Sablon. Right, yep. I've known her. I mean, we've met at like contests, but also hung out through different friends in common. Almost, yeah, since 10 years back or something like that. And um, she was in Malmo. Yeah, she was there for the Pushing Borders conference. Right. So in 2019, yeah. 2019, yeah. And um, we were just having coffee, hanging out. And then she was also there with Weekend because they were also there, like a big part of the team. Mm-hmm. And I ended up saying hi-, hi to them with her. And then me and her, her and um, Trevor and Andrew had coffee together. Okay. I can hardly remember that part, but anyways, I, I had a, I had like vaguely said hi to them with her. Okay. And then, I mean, I was still on Poetic at that time, but then um, I think they kind of knew, I mean, some of them. I know Trevor followed me on Instagram and I followed him back, Trevor Thompson, and he contacted me like, because I was, yeah, it was just this past spring and maybe it was around this time of the year, actually, like maybe in May or something. I was skating different boards. I was trying out different shapes and different boards that I, I liked. And I think I skated... One of them was a weekend board. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe two of them in a row. And I did this trick. I did like a like a 270, like alley-oop 270 on a hip where you can kind of see my board. And he saw that I was skating a weekend board. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, oh. You're on the do. team. <laughs> <laughs> We're down to send you some boards. Like, that's that's cool. You're skating our boards. Okay. And uh, that's how it started, and I didn't really know what was going to come out of it. But Grant and Andrew came here this summer, like a couple of months after that, and skated with uh, me and Karsten and mm-hmm. uh, Jan Henrik from Norway too, and Frederick and Philip from Malmo. And that was kind of like, well, both for me and for them, I guess, like just meeting and like hanging out and seeing what it feels like. Sure, yeah, and, testing uh, the waters kind of. Yeah, yeah a bit. And it felt really like natural and really good. Yeah, it looks like a good a good fit. I mean, uh, it's 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 rad to see you with that whole crew. It's a very creative brand and it looks very fun. So, I mean, from what I know of you a little bit and uh, and of the brand, it definitely looks like a good match. So, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm really. It feels really inspiring and nice. Also, like when I've been there now, I've been there twice since, and there it feels really welcoming and. Mm-hmm. It's been it's been good times, so it's nice. Cool. And so you recently went to LA and then to Portugal, as you said, when we first started. Do you have any any like uh, other travels planned with them in the near future? Or yeah, like basically, I also went there before that. I was there for a month, like November to December. So we filmed stuff in Sweden when they were here this summer, and then we've continued filming in LA. But then I also injured my ankle in LA that first time. But now the second time, we kind of came back to film some more there. Okay. So just been gathering footage uh, for... A video? For some... Um, I think one of them is going to be, like, for us that was on this trip in Sweden, like, we filmed in Malmö in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. That's going to be some mixed montage from that and some footage from LA, too. And then I'm trying to just gather footage for a part as well that's maybe has a little longer of a deadline. Okay. Um, and I don't really know how that's gonna 
come out if it's going to be in a video or like a shared thing or however that i guess time will tell yeah, yeah exactly yeah i look forward to it yeah yeah I'm, I'm excited it's uh it's really cool and like grant's really good at filming too so it's it's inspiring to film with him and um i think uh that's basically the plan just to try to gather more footy for that and mm-hmm. uh the trips now haven't really like i've had all these trips happening that's behind me now and now i'm kind of happy just to be in Malmo for a little bit be at home for a bit yeah and um i might i mean i know also like copenhagen is coming up it's gonna be like the copenhagen open open contest yeah, yeah. In, when um, is that is that in the spring or i don't remember may or june that, maybe I'm not sure yes yeah, it's, it's in june i think i'm gonna be here for that for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. and also like kind of work with them around it a bit too we had a like a Zoom meeting to help them make it more inclusive because they've been working with like trying to invite female skaters or non-male skaters yep. to the contest for a couple of years. But there's a lot of things that can be improved for sure. So hopefully this year I'm a part of improving that. And awesome. That's uh, pretty exciting. Yeah. So I'm kind of just uh, looking forward to people coming over here now. Mm-hmm. and uh skating in Malmo and Copenhagen for the next two months but I'm, I might go on a trip too you never know um, okay but yeah I think it's kind of like when the summer is here it's so nice to be here yeah it so looks like it yeah I think I'll be here for the summer and then when it's over I'll maybe head over there again but uh I feel like usually the patterns of traveling within skateboarding always kind of happens like oh you're going here in three weeks like you never really know what's happening so uh, <laughs> yeah just also, have to adapt basically yeah yes for <laughs> sure. so what about photography and uh recently uh it seems like you're skating a lot right now mm-hmm. Do, are you still shooting a lot or or is photography kind of taking a little bit of a back seat for the time being or how do you divide your time between both activities I studied photography when I was uh, 24 and like a pre-educational program for a year in Malmo. And then I went to from that to Gothenburg to university at a fine arts uh, school. I read somewhere that you were living out there, but uh, I think you're back in Malmo again now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you went to Gothenburg for the photography course. Okay. Yeah, no, for, for like a whole uh, bachelor. So like three years. Oh, it was three years. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And the year before that, I studied one year for like a pre-educational art school. So I did that. And then I was really focused on photography. But actually, that's kind of when at the same time I was starting at university, I also got hooked up by Nike. Okay. So there was this time where I was thinking, oh, I'm just going to, you know, focus on photography more now. And then mm-hmm. this whole thing with Nike starting to... Send you on trips to uh, to female skateboarding. Also, like putting more work into that. That's when that happened. So I did a lot of studying then simultaneously as skating. Yeah. So after that, I tried to focus on. So that was 2015 to 2018. And after that, I was like, I just focused on skating. We did with a uh, gizmo. Uh, yeah, the Nike video. Yeah, yeah. So we traveled for that year. And that was really, like, nice to be a part of that. Oh, yeah. I just watched it again uh, a few days ago. I saw it when it came out, but uh, incredible skating and cool music. I don't remember which song you you skate to, but it it fit your skating quite well. Yeah, it was a sick video. Yeah, it was a broadcast, I think, that was the band. But, yeah, that was kind of like... So I, I feel like I've just been... Initially, if I wouldn't have skateboarding after that photography bachelor, I would have maybe waited a year and then done a master's. Mm-hmm. But now since I had skateboarding happening, I kind of just wanted to do that. And then simultaneously, I've been like still doing photography. I've done some courses in Gothenburg where I've had access to my previous school. Mm-hmm. So I've had access to the dark room, which is like this color dark room where you can do prints. Mm-hmm. And uh, so even though I wasn't studying, I still spent uh, like a lot of hours per week in the lab, actually. Okay. Like the past like two years up until about yeah seven months ago or something like that uh-huh. and working on um, personal projects but I'm working on a book which is has nothing to do with skateboarding <laughs> but it's it's uh, more based out of interest in photography and uh, yeah a different way of looking at uh, at things 
Cool. But it's a whole, uh, it's a very slow process because I was shooting photos for it for two, three years maybe. And then, yeah, doing the whole copying process in the darkroom. Mm -hmm. On top of that, it took a long time. And then I've scanned all of them. And now I'm doing like post-processing, like uh, I'm taking away like dust and fixing the colors a bit. Okay. And then I'm going to try to like make it all make sense somehow. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, Get a kind of a theme for yeah. all of it. Yeah. For sure. It's it's difficult with, with these uh, long projects because you always have things that you can do in the present. Like, you know, the kind of things that do in your dishes and then you, yeah. you'll like, get instant re reward. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with like, oh, I have this photo job now that I can do and focus on and then, you know, I can get paid for it and then it's done. Like, But this is something that I'm always like, I want to work on this, but I feel like I don't have the time. So, Yeah, and it's not as easy to wrap your head around it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. It's a bit undetermined. Uh, and also, it's also difficult to talk about photographs in one way when you're not looking at them, kind of. It's, yeah. That's how, how what I think, at least. Especially with people who don't know much about photography, like myself. Like, if, if you're talking with someone who's a fellow photographer, I guess it's maybe easier, but... Uh to a random person like me it's probably a bit more difficult to without having the photograph to kind of explain and, and describe yeah a little bit maybe but a big a big part of it is there's also a lot of abstraction in there and uh, a lot of experiments as well but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to being able to present it someday <laughs> yeah do you have kind of a deadline or is that kind of floating in the air sort of uh, right now Yeah, I have kind of like a, a mental deadline uh, to get it done within like two months to get the actual putting it together in like an InDesign file. But then there's this other, the whole other part about choosing paper and deciding size and that can take quite a while. So yeah. And also try and decide decide if you want to have it. Just want to make it yourself and pay for the cost yourself so you can have the freedom of deciding everything yourself. Or if you want to apply for someone else helping you, but then obviously having a lot of things to say about it. And So yeah, there's still a lot of things to do. But for now, I, I mean, yeah, I'm constantly shooting photos for sure. And just with skating too. Yeah, like I said, I'm trying to learn how to shoot skate photos more and trying to mm -hmm. start using how to work with flashes in that way. And then I take photos during trips. Like I usually, if I'm too tired to skate one day or completely busted, mm -hmm. I'll just go for a walk and kind of uh, wander around and maybe find something interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I look forward to that book. That sounds like an exciting project, yeah. Yeah, excited. I mean, now it's, it's nice because I've been able to also combine, like, we did, just did this uh, shoot in Barcelona with Nike and uh, Polaroid. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, well, Nike knows that, that I'm a photographer also, so they had me in, my, in mind for this project because it was uh, with Polaroid. And I was really excited when they asked me because I felt like I was, yeah, I combining was seeing for both, both yeah. Uh, worlds, yeah. Exactly. So that was really cool. They also they asked me if I wanted to um, kind of shoot the campaign. So I was taking photographs of Brian for the campaign also. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, they were also shooting me, shooting the campaign. Like this whole okay. meta thing going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was really excited. And also a, a bit, like I felt a bit of some pressure to deliver for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. It's a big thing. But uh, the day after that was more mellow though. Um, mm -hmm. We had a workshop. Also, they've made a video out of that too, kind of came out. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that just a few days ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, that was like a workshop where we had invited a group of people that also got and skaters that got um, Polaroid cameras. And we kind of went out together and shot photos together and skated. And mm -hmm. that was a really super fun time. It's always, of course, nice meeting people and uh, trying out things like that together. Yeah, But, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a good part of it. And it was really nice hanging out with Brian, too. He's a really lovely person. Yeah, I was going to ask you, if you did, did you meet him before this uh, trip to Barcelona? Did, did you cross paths with him before? 
yes, I'd met him on a trip to New York when I was first on Nike, like when I was uh, pretty new. They released this uh, women's brewing shoe. Okay. And that was that campaign they shot that was shot in New York, and he was one of the skaters as well as I. Okay. And I remember I had a really good impression of him. But that was also pretty short, like only three days, I think, pretty intense. So it wasn't like we were on a long trip together. Yeah, 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 I see. You just get the feeling of someone, kind of. Sure. And then I met him in Tampa a couple of years ago. Also similar thing, though, quite briefly. Mm -hmm. And then this shoot. So I kind of, I knew him a little bit, but this was more... We actually had some time to hang out and, like, we woke up early in the mornings to go to Makba and check it out and, like, uh, had some good uh, good breakfast talks. It was it's good. <laughs> yeah, sick. I might be mistaken, but I think I saw a story from one of the guys at Skatism who filmed you and Brian working together on this whole project. I'm not sure if that was in Barcelona or did you go to Athens maybe before or after that? Or I wasn't sure how Skatism got involved in, in all this. No, they were in Barcelona, yeah. They came... For that uh, workshop you mentioned? Yeah, they came for the workshop and then they interviewed us after the workshop. Oh, okay, okay, and cool. And then we also had another Zoom uh, interview with them after because we need, needed more time. Okay, so there's an interview of both you and Brian coming out in a, a, a next issue of Skatism then? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be online or in print, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, something from them for sure. Awesome. Just one question that I tried to finish my interviews with is uh, what's kind of the best lesson that you feel like you've learned from skateboarding throughout your life? Just, yeah, something that you feel is uh, a valuable lesson that you learned from skateboarding, whether it's actually from the act of skateboarding or from, you know, something related to it. Yeah, there's so many because it's applicable to, I mean, skateboarding is applicable to, to life in general too. I mean, I think it's really nice that... You can always come back to it. Mm -hmm. That there's um, like you can kind of go away for a while, and then it'll be it'll be there, pretty much the same as when you come back to it. By that I mean the community of it too. Uh huh. Yeah. But I don't know if that's that much of a lesson. But it, it's something I I thought about how strong that is. It's really it's really special. Yeah, it doesn't leave you basically. No, I don't think the same thing would happen with like another sport, soccer, or, yeah, or, yeah. you know. So I would say that's a big part. Otherwise, like the classic thing, I, I feel like to say is like that you always, you make mistakes. Yeah, you don't give and up. You, and you know, you know, but I feel like that's probably already been said a lot of times. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. The community aspect of it then is uh, something you uh, appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Uh -huh. All right, so let's finish with the questions. Uh, I have a few written ones and some are audio. I'll read you the written ones first. Um, this one is from Mach uh, Simus uh, from um, Skatism. Okay. What was your favorite moment from, Af um, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but Af Aphrodite tour? Afro uh, I'm not sure how you say that in English. Aphrodite. Yes, it says like you said it right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that was a tour that you went on a few years ago, right? For Was it for Skatism? Yeah, it was uh, with Nike and skate Skatism. Right, right, okay. Nike SB and Skatism. Um, yeah, that was really nice. Greece is such a beautiful country. Mm -hmm. um, we also didn't just stay in Athens. We went to some other places further north too. I think my favorite part of that trip was when we we drove really far up onto this mountain that had some kind of you know Greek god. Uh, I can't remember who. Maybe it was <laughs> Sis, some. Okay. Or maybe it was actually Aphrodite. Uh, but um, there was some story about the goddesses or the gods up there. And we drove up there and they were telling us the stories all during this trip. They were so good at just uh, sharing their Greek history mm -hmm. and their stories. And um, we skated downhill on that mountain and we just were just doing power slides and going up and down. And uh, yeah, that was just, just a really nice evening. I love that part of skate trips when we actually do something other than skating too. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Learn about all go a together. city. And... Yeah, or like when you like, let's go to check this place out for a day, you know? Sure. So yeah, that was really nice. Cool. 
All right, so this one is from, uh, I'm going to butcher his name, but it's Stefan Schwinghammer from Solo Skate Mag. So he said, I'd be interested in knowing if uh, Sarah took something with her from that project. Uh, uh, he mentions the solo issue that she worked on a few years ago with, uh, with him and, and all the team over there. Yeah. So he says, uh, uh, I'd be interested in knowing if Sarah took something with her from that project that sparked her creativity or gave her a new view on things. And maybe if she would do the same issue again nowadays, or if her view on skateboarding has changed and she would do it totally differently. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, doing that project was really a really learning experience. Well, I was asked to be the guest editor of uh, a whole magazine. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, They obviously helped me a lot, but I, w I was like choosing what was going to be inside of it. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt like it was really exciting to be able to kind of handpick who I thought was inspiring and who I thought should be in print that I haven't seen before in print and uh, go at it in that kind of way. I also learned that it takes a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was definitely a lot of uh, contacts just trying to like hit people up and like hit them back up and like asking how it's going and did you get this photo or not like mm -hmm. yeah that, that was like a difficult process a bit yeah yeah like the the process of it that i don't i don't like to be like you know nagging on people yeah you know? so that was the negative part of it mm -hmm. but then actually getting to where you get the content was really really cool Yeah, and, satisfying. Uh, yeah, you, you can see that it triggers people to do something and it gets them inspired and gets them getting creative. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the question of if I would do the same issue again, like um, I think that since I did that maybe Nabina like three years ago, four years ago? I think it was in 2018, uh, I think, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, four years ago. I definitely think it would be a little different just because, not because that my vision of it has changed, more because that the scene has changed. I think it's more, a little more normalized now that you would make an issue like that. Exactly, yeah. So I think it would be maybe in a way easier to do it. And um, I think I would do something similar, but probably a little, little different. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this one is for, uh, I'm going to keep butchering names. I'm so sorry for the people that sent me those questions. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Peter Johansson. So he says, do you ever get stuck on one song? And if yes, which one are you stuck on right now? <laughs> well, It's kind of a random one, but yeah. Do you have one song on repeat right now? I always get stuck on songs for sure. Right now, the one that comes to my mind directly because i think i'm kind of over that song now in a, in a way but i had it stuck on my mind like a year ago mm -hmm. and i i would almost be a little bit embarrassed by listening to it because it's a little cheesy too but also really like groovy and it's, it's this one song called the, it's by gary rafferty it's called right down the line and um it's kind of like i mean it's like a rock song but it's kind of like groovy mm-hmm I guess it's made maybe in the, I would guess, 80s, maybe, maybe not, 70s, not sure. Okay. But um, that one was definitely on my mind a lot. And then I've been watching this series, as a lot of people have been watching now, called Euphoria. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen it? seen it, but I've heard about it, of, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and in the second season now, they actually use that song. Like, oh, okay. They use it in this um, butchering scene, which is insane. Kind of, um, they're actually okay. not slaughtering people, but they're like they're tying them up and like threatening them. It's like this gangsters uh, about a drug deal, and then one guy goes around dancing to this song with like a gun in his hand. Oh, okay. And, uh, that reminds me of uh, what's that movie? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Did Did you see that one? Yeah, but I can't really remember. There's a scene in there with a guy who dances uh, with a knife and then he cuts a, gu a guy's ear. Ah, uh, yeah. That sounds very similar to this. Yeah, maybe it's it reminds me of, of Could that. be a reference for yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So yeah, anyways, uh, so, so that song was in Euphoria then, okay. Yeah, they used it. And then they also used it in like an episode later because one of the main character who was in that room when it happened, she then started listening to that song, okay. which is kind of insane. But um, yeah, they used it in a really good way. Cool. Yeah, I'll, But I'll now check it out. I feel like <laughs> it's been like almost overplayed now. So, But that was my last one like that for sure.
All right, so I asked Grant Yansura for a question. He didn't really actually send me a question. He just said some random things about you, uh, all good things, <laughs> but it's, it's all good. Okay. But, um, but I, I don't really have a question, but he just says a couple of things that I thought would be interesting to hear you talk about. Uh, he said, Sarah remembers being in NYC when Trump was elected. Everyone was walking around very upset. That's random. It's pretty uh, random, yeah. yeah but I, I remember very vividly that night uh, in 2016. So, yeah, I was wondering how, how was it being in NYC at that time? It must have been a, a strange yeah, uh, I guess strange feeling, yeah. We spoke about, I think we had that conversation, like a few of us, like talking about, like, what did you do that day? Do you, yeah, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was, I was in New York. I had actually, I'd been on a skate thing in Encinitas, like, a trip to LA and then that was just a short like contest thing mm-hmm. and then I decided I want to go to New York because I hadn't been there in quite a while and I really like going there just going to museums and walking around the city too mm-hmm. and um, I took the opportunity to on my way back to stay in New York for like a week okay and uh, that happened to be the, the election week and uh, yeah I, I remember like the day leading up to it it was really really tense like The, sure, the yeah. vibe was like you could touch it and then after he got elected people were apologizing like i'm sorry i'm american uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they yeah. felt embarrassed kind of i guess especially yeah. in new york uh, for sure yeah yeah for sure and then uh i was there alone i was just like staying at a friend's of a friend so i was kind of just walking around and and then i i followed along to this uh demonstration that led up to the trump tower it was like, oh yeah yeah a walk all, all over this all across the city up from like a certain street up to where the tower was right yeah yeah and um yeah it was just like really intense but i i remember i was walking up the street and then all of a sudden on like the sidewalk stands there, michael moore stands there oh yeah, yeah yeah and he's just like preaching about the <laughs> you know the way he does it yeah And people were filming him and like, so I just stopped and listened to him for a while and then I continued. Yeah. Just felt like I was in a movie. But yeah, that was very experiencing it uh, firsthand, I feel like. Must have been But it was very also strange, really, yeah. A really sad day, of course. Yeah, yeah. Hey everyone, quick side note here. Grand Yanzura from Weekend eventually sent me the following voice memo with another question for Sarah. But after I was done interviewing her. But Sarah kindly accepted to record a quick response to his question, so here they are. All right, I got a question for you. We're in a baseball game. There's a runner on first. There's one out. The batter hits the ball, pop fly in the air to left field. What does the runner do? Thank you for the question, Grant. I would say if there's one out, then you don't necessarily need to run because if there were two outs then you would have to run because otherwise if they catch the ball they're gonna catch the ball pretty much uh okay they're gonna catch the ball probably because it's in the air and it's on the left side and because of that it's better to stay because you're only one out so it's better chance for you to wait till the next person so that means you're gonna be two out but then the next person who's going to hit the ball, might get a better shot and it might be better for you to run at that time to second and then that person can run to first or even further rather than running at this time. Having said that, I have no idea, but I think so. All right, so I'll have you listen to the last questions. Uh, let's see. What's the first word you ever said? And if you don't know it, uh, ask your mom. <laughs> super okay. random again did, did you recognize the voice or that was uh luisa yes exactly yeah i guess you must you must have seen her in uh, barcelona yeah i did yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> the first word i said i don't think i have time to ask my mom now but should we call her right now or <laughs> <laughs> you know a good guess though would be mom <laughs> yeah obviously I feel like that usually happens another but yeah i haven't actually heard like oh the first word you said was this okay you haven't had that conversation so yeah 
No, also I was the third child, so I don't know if they even paid that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we probably heard, you know, kids. Yeah, we've been through this before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so this one. Yo, Sarah, Osh here. We traveled together to Athens for the Aphrodite tour with Nike SB. You've been on tons of trips in your life, but what's your favorite? Aside from the one we were on together, of course. And what has travel given you in terms of a fresh perspective? How has it switched up the way you look at skateboarding as a whole? Cheers, mate. Yeah, good question. So my f first question, my favorite destination, kind of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I should answer this through skating or not skating. Whatever you want, yeah. Both work. I mean, I've, I've traveled a lot to, um, to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. That's a place I came because I had a friend that I met when I was 18, 19 in Barcelona, who's Canadian. She's from Vancouver. Okay. And I went there to visit her uh, when I was like 20. And I stayed for six months. Like I, I worked there. Like Oh, nice. I got really hooked. And I also had some connection there because my grandma was actually from there. And I just really loved it because it's a city that has... It's by the ocean, but it also has these beautiful mountains surrounding it and huge trees and a fun city and a good skate scene too. Yeah, yeah. The local skate shop there and the social is... Yeah, Rick McCrank's uh, skate shop, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rick McCrank and then Michelle Purcell. Right, the, uh, the other owner, like, right? It was, yeah. yeah, it was like really cool coming from here and I don't... Hadn't seen it yet any other place where it was like, there's actually a woman working at the skate shop where everyone goes to. Mm -hmm. So that was, that's a really special place. And I think I've been back there maybe five times since, maybe even more. I try to go if I'm on that side of the world. On the, the West Coast. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I've never been, but it looks like a super, super nice place for sure. Yeah. Yeah, super good. Mm -hmm. And my, I mean, for skating, it's, I wouldn't say it's great because it's actually like the city where they invented skate stoppers. Oh, okay. So they have a lot of skate stoppers. Yeah, <laughs> I heard the story. It's a guy who, he was, I think he was a skater. And then, I don't know if something happened to him, so he couldn't skate or something. But it, he started, he was like an industrial designer, I guess, and he invented these skate stoppers <laughs> yeah thanks so for that so there's a lot of cop uh, places yeah so <laughs> like really a traitor yeah but there's like there's a lot of skaters there anyway and you can always find things to skate but then the other question what was it now it what was uh yeah basically what you've learned from from traveling and skating uh throughout the years yeah oh yeah like how has it affected my view on skateboarding yeah something, yeah right? yeah something like that yeah i think i've learned how at an early age too, like I learned how different it is, like where I come from and how it can be in different cultures. Also, like I realized like, I mean, Sweden is pretty far ahead in like equality and like there's always been the feeling of there's kind of like a safe space here like this. There's other, there's a lot of peers like, like when I started traveling, I realized it's not really like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like some places for sure have it. And I think it's changed now a lot too, like... I mean, I'm comparing like 10 years ago and, and to today. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely feel like being more looked at if you were at a skate park or being approached to in, in a totally different way than I would be back here because they could see like, oh, she's different. And people aren't really that shy in other cultures neither. Yeah. So they would like say things. Or, I mean, not necessarily bad things, but just like really recognizing that you're different from the usual crowd. So I really, like, appreciated what we had in Malmo, actually, mm -hmm. through traveling. But then I've also... Also, traveling has been, like, a way of expanding and also meeting more people that are like me. Like, that's been really cool to see, like, oh, you're from this part of the world, but we're so similar because we have this and that, and you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big part of why I like traveling, too. Yeah. All right. So two last questions. Let's go with this one. Wow, a question for Sarah Merle, the girl from Blent Up. I've seen Sarah through so many phases. And first of all, I can only say I'm so damn proud of everything you have done, Sarah. From your first shop sponsors to becoming pro through travels, through breakups, through gizmo, through graduating not only from Brigriet, but also uh, through your photography uh, class. You've been an editor 
you are very multidimensional and uh, as a friend i've been yeah stoked to be on a journey next next to you and see everything that you've been through but i'm really curious to see on here uh, what's next for sara merle you know for someone that i from the outside think have done it all i would love to hear what's next i guess that's my question that is the best <laughs> <laughs> daniel stankovic yeah such a guy he's like he's like a brother to me really it's so nice but uh what's next um you kind of touched on it yeah, a little bit I, but i kind of yeah. told you like i mean i'm working on a part i'm working on a book but i'm also excited like i'm because i've been like i guess the past year now that's been i've been i mean i made a move i moved from gothenburg to malmo it was the, this last year okay Yeah, it's been like a big change and now I'm kind of like landing here here again. So it's it's kind of like a new chapter in life for me. Yeah. Also, even though I'm moving back to where I'm from. But with a different perspective and yeah. With a whole different perspective for sure. So it's so just that is obviously new, but I think through having this here now that I'm here, it's easier for me to do these things that I want to do. Mhm. And like focusing on creating things and also skating mm-hmm. and uh, having like my home my my place now where i can have like i have a workspace in here but i also have like friends living really close by that i can go skate with and so i think my next move i mean actually tomorrow i'm going to gothenburg to shoot photos as a photographer for like drum machine brand okay so that's like completely outside of skateboarding which is uh, really exciting for me because i'm like usually that's how i get approached so i'm hoping to do more work like that yeah and then also trying to keep track of my artistic side and trying to give some more space to that by working on this book and i think together with the book i want to do an exhibition too oh nice yeah and then yeah skate skate a lot get a part together stack some clips yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome All right, very very last question from Okay. another Malmö friend of yours. Hey Sarah, uh, it's John here, former teacher, current fan. Uh one thing that I always thought about was your ability to be productive and structured and that your focus has shifted a lot of times between photography, education and skateboarding. And I wonder what has kept you motivated to do so many things and have they ever come in the way for each other? Thank you. Looking forward to hearing your interview. Bye. Nice. Yeah, I think we touched upon it already a bit, but mm-hmm. maybe I mean, it also comes hand in hand like when you're injured, all of a sudden skateboarding's not that fun. Yeah. So then it's more fun to focus on something else like it can be less productive things too but i've had this interest in photography also just i think that's also just like part of having a need to express myself uh, in a different way yeah and that i remember having this this strong urge to be something else than a skateboarder too that's when i started studying and started going to art school was almost a bit like therapeutic as well like you have mm. other things in life that happens to you and you kind of that was also a way of like addressing other parts but i think seeing other people do things is always inspiring mm-hmm. and having time for it i mean i've been very privileged to have time to actually now for the past couple of years like actually live off of skateboarding yeah yeah but also focus i mean you have a lot of time as a skateboarder actually uh, you i mean you also i feel like a lot of skaters ha- have um, the time to do other projects on the side sure yeah, yeah, yeah right that's why they're all all of these like you know you can start a brand or you can open up a skate shop or whatever you do but i feel like that side thing has been for me uh, photography mm-hmm. but yes yeah, i think it's it shifts what you need in life shifts and what you're inspired by shifts mm-hmm. John mentions education. Does, did he mean uh, as in uh, when you're going to Brigerietz oh, yeah. as a as a former student, or what kind of uh, edu- education are you involved in uh, nowadays? Maybe he meant that I studied photography. Oh, I guess. okay. Yes. Okay. It could be because yeah, that was. I mean, I could have been a photographer without studying it. Sure. sure. 
But this was a way to like deep dive into something that I was really interested in. Uh-huh. And um, also like, yeah, being in the academic world, it was quite different, like different way, different language, different uh, kind of ways to, I mean, art school was still very non-academic in some ways too, like a bit more freer. But uh, I think it's fun to learn new things, especially learning new things about things you're already interested in. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, expanding your view a bit, and I think it just comes if you listen to yourself. Like it kind of comes to you when you when you're ready for it. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I think I kind of need to do this now, or or I need some kind of a change. Yeah, yeah, I think it's perfect. We can we can wrap it up here. Thank you so much. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for for doing this. That's it for my conversation with Sarah. Follow Sarah's skating on Instagram at smerl underscore, her photography work at sarahmerl, and on her website sarahmerl.com. Merl is spelled M-E-U-R-L-E. While you're at it, go watch some of her skate parts, like the Nike SB Gizmo one from 2019, and keep an eye open for her upcoming projects. Thanks a lot for tuning in. See you soon for a new episode of Beyond Boards. Boards.